If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. So much breaking news, and we are now going to head over to Andrew McCarthy. He's a columnist for the National Review. He served as an assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District right here in New York. He also led the 1995 terrorism prosecution against Sheikh Omar Abdel Rahman and 11 others. Welcome back to Cats at Night, Andy McCarthy. Nice to be with you. Andy, it's uh, it's Richard Weinberg. Welcome, Welcome back indeed. You had a couple of interesting columns focusing on the January 6th committee and why they're they're pushing to try to get the prosecution of Trump by the Justice Department pushing forward and saying what's going on. And then you have the dilemma that uh, Merrick Garland is in in trying to look like he's doing something for the, the far left, but yet knowing that there's no case there. What do you have to say about this to us? Well, I think the bright line, Judge, ought to be um, violence. You know, so it seems to me that anybody who was involved in violence where you can make a case that they were criminally complicit, meaning a riot was something that, uh, let's say, the president wanted to have happen and aided and abetted it happening, uh, then, you know, I think everybody should be prosecuted, whether you're the president down to the lowest level person. But they clearly don't have that case against former President Trump. In fact, They've prosecuted some 840 people on offenses uh, arising out of the Capitol riot, and they have never alleged in any of those cases that Trump was criminally complicit. They've indicted conspiracy cases. They've never cited the president or the former president as an unindicted co-conspirator. And I think the reason for that, among other things, is things like uh, a, a strong piece of evidence that the committee continues to suppress, which is during his speech, Trump says, now we're all going to march peacefully and patriotically down to the Capitol. Now, put aside whether you think he should have done that. I don't think he should have done that, but it's evidence that he didn't intend, you know, a violent riot. Right. So, so, they, so their whole case, this is Rudy Washington, their whole, their whole case is a mens rea. Wouldn't you say? I think on, I, I, Rudy, I think on, um, on violence it definitely is. Now, if you turn to nonviolence, what I would suggest to people is two things. One is um, all of the nonviolent crimes they're thinking about, like obstructing uh, a congressional proceeding and defrauding the country on the basis of the stop the steal scheme. You know, first of all, the only way you could indict those cases is, is by criminalizing a frivolous legal theory. And I think all of us who have been involved in litigation can say frivolous legal theories ought to be condemned. They're you know, they're they're dumb. They hold up the works. But I got to tell you, when I was a prosecutor, if frivolous legal theories were a crime, I'd have been indicting five lawyers a day. So, you know, Amen. <laughs> Amen. we're just not going to do that. And here's the second thing. And I know this is very hard for people, but I but I would stress that you ought to try to do it. Let's pretend the Capitol riot didn't happen. You know, let's just put it out of your mind. So you put violence out of your mind if you can. Is there any chance we'd be talking about indicting President Trump or anyone else over Stop the Steal? 
we'd be looking at Stop the Steal like a stupid thing that shouldn't have happened, but we'd all have moved on by now. And what they're asking you to do is basically indict these charges that don't really um, connect to the riot in terms of connecting people's intent to violence and, you know, charging him for those things when, in fact, the only reason we're even thinking about all this stuff is the riot, which he really is not criminally complicit for. I think, you know, you could make a very strong case that he should have been impeached over it, but it's not a crime. Well, that's that's a good point, Andy, because in another one of your columns, and I, and I read you religiously, you also pointed out that what you have here is you have a, a failure to acquit his responsibilities and acting quickly and decisively, which is maybe impeachable, but certainly not criminal. Yeah, I think that's right. You know, I think the, the big problem here goes back to uh, the Democrats in, in the House did an incompetent impeachment in January of 2021. And as long, you know, it'd be one thing if they were in a mad rush because they wanted to do it before Trump was out of office so that the Senate could remove him. But once it was clear, you know, they took a week off after the riot instead of like proceeding with impeachment investigation the next day. Um, So once it was clear that Trump couldn't be removed from office anyway, there was no rush to do this investigation. And I think the January 6th committee now is doing the investigation the House should have done back then. But what they should have done back then was do a competent investigation. On dereliction of duty. On dereliction of duty. Well, can I ask, uh, Andy McCarthy, let me ask you a question, and any of you can actually answer the question. Do you guys find it coincidental at all? And clearly I'm being a little sarcastic that all of a sudden when you see Biden slipping dramatically in the polls, where CNN poll found 75% want a different candidate, 75% of Democrats want a different candidate, and, and every single poll you see out there, it shows that Trump would actually beat Biden. And now, again, two years after the fact, almost, they're talking about criminally indicting Trump. I mean, wouldn't they have done it by now? It's just the timing seems all too coincidental. What do you think, Andy McCarthy? Well, I think the the January 6th committee show, and I'm calling it a show tongue-in-cheek, but that's because it's not really a hearing. I mean, they don't have cross-examination. They don't have alternative perspectives. The timing of that 18 months after the riot, but right on the cusp of when we're heading into the uh, midterm uh, campaign season is clearly timed to get people's minds off the train wreck that is the Biden administration and try to make Trump front and center. And what about the train wreck that's the Hunter Biden scandal, which may lead back to uh, to the big guy? And we have a whistleblower. We have Senator Grassley saying that the FBI and the DOJ didn't wanted to suppress negative information about Hunter Biden. If there was any kind of criminal investigation that should be launched, the evidence is pretty clear. It should be on Hunter Biden. Well, I think it's just, it's more than Hunter. I think Hunter Biden's probably the least important Biden in the Hunter Biden investigation. But, you know, I think the whole the interesting thing, Grassley's letter has a lot of interesting information in it. It's not the most linear thing I've ever read. So it was a little bit hard for me to plot out this timeline. But I spent a little time on it uh, last night. I think what happened there is kind of the um, same thing that happened with Hillary Clinton and the FBI in 2016 when they came up with this Trump Russia um, collusion narrative that was the theme of the of the 2016 campaign. It looks to me like what happened here is the Democrats in the Senate know that Grassley and Johnson are investigating Hunter Biden. At that point, it was on the basis of all these suspicious activity reports that the banks were uh, coming up with because of all the foreign money that was floating around. 
So what happens is the Democrats in July of 2020 reach out to the FBI and they ask for a uh, briefing on foreign interference with the election. Uh, and they have a couple of FBI guys who appear to be you know, anti-Trump guys, uh, and there's reporting about that. And what they do is the FBI says, oh, sure, we'll give you uh, a briefing. And in August 2020, they give the Democrats a briefing. The Democrats then leak the brief, uh, the fact that they got a briefing on foreign interference in the election, which they tied to the Hunter Biden information. And that becomes the kernel of this claim that all of the Hunter Biden stuff is Russian disinformation, which when the New York Post and was it October of 2020 breaks the story about the laptop, they fold that right into the lap. You know, the laptop goes right into this story. So I think this is this could be yet another instance where the Democrats and the FBI kind of put their little heads together and came up with um, with a Russia conspiracy. Well, you know, Andy, uh, this is Rudy Washington again. I would like to go someplace else with this. Uh, I've been very disappointed in our Supreme Court. Um, I, I believe when they impeached uh, the president, uh, basically you had a constitutional crisis. And they sat silently and allowed a travesty of law to take place and, and did not weigh in. I was also disappointed during the election when 17 states' attorney generals went to file for a hearing at the at the original court of jurisdiction, the Supreme Court, Roberts wouldn't take the case. They didn't want to be involved in politics. You don't get chance to sidestep tough questions. You know, that's what they're there for. They're at a third level of government, and they have basically obfuscated all of their responsibility. Yeah, well, I look, I, I think they should have taken the Pennsylvania case because there's a, pra- a profound constitutional question about what, who makes the rules for state elections. Is it the legislature? Andrew, we got, we got to move on shortly, but let me leave you with this. I believe the Supreme Court just ruled last month on the EPA case where they say unelected bureaucrats cannot change election law. That's what the legislatures are there for. And, and that's not the EPA case. Well, yeah, pretty, yeah, they didn't. No, say no, that. no, no, well, no. What that? they did, what, what the Supreme Court did is they granted certiorari on a North Carolina case, which hopefully will settle the constitutional issue that it's only the state legislatures. We're getting who can sued make the with the tertiary. We have to take a break. Andrew McCarthy, thank you so much for coming on. Thank, thank you for you, speaking Andy. out for America. We still got a great show for everyone. Thank you so much, Andy McCarthy. We got, We're going to have Lou Dobbs and then Gordon Chang. No, 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 we got Gordon Chang. Is Gordon Chang ready to go? Oh, that's right. Not yet. After the break. After okay, the break, we're going to have Gordon Chang okay. and then Lou Dobbs, right? Okay, keep it right here. Cats at night.